Welcome to the Pretty Okay Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Austin Boyd. Today, I've got a couple interviews with Vernon Davis and Carissa Thompson, so let's just get right into it. All right, I am here with Vernon Davis, two-time Pro Bowl tight end, former 49er, Bronco, and Washington commander. How are you doing today, Vernon? How are you, Austin? Good to hear from you and good to see you. So um, I know that you are working with Smirnoff. Um, so what made you want to work with Smirnoff and uh, what are they doing with the cocktail coordinator? Um, this who NFL wouldn't want to, Austin, who wouldn't want to work with Smirnoff? Come on. I mean, look, look at what we're doing. We're recruiting for the best job in America. This is going to be a great moment. We're going to be partying like it's 1972. We're toasting to that 1972 undefeated team. It's going to be amazing, man. It's going to be, there's, there's, there's not a better opportunity than to be able to win a prize flying on a private jet with your game day crew. Oh, it's nothing like that. First, I want to talk about you. Uh, so you've been involved in a number of different things since retiring from music to TV, et cetera. What interested you in pursuing things that don't really have a lot to do with football? Well, I'm, like I tell everyone, I've always been, football has always been secondary for me. I've always been an artist. I went to University of Maryland to study art and it, it kind of like, uh, it took me into the space of acting and making music, poetry, and I'm having fun. I've been doing it. I actually started while I was playing football. I started acting and uh, started writing poems when I was, whenever I was in meetings and I got bored, I'll just bring out my notebook and just started jotting down. <laughs> these different words and just putting it all together. It's been fun. So uh, now, now to some football. So uh, I mainly cover the Raiders. So I wanted to talk a little bit about um, Darren Waller. So I, I felt like Darren Waller, kind of similar to you in terms of when you were coming in, very athletic tight end, who's very difficult to guard for linebackers to guard, but he's kind of gotten off to a rough start this season. What are your thoughts on Waller and what kind of advice would you have for him to get back on track? Well, for a guy who's, who's who, he's young. He's, he's still a young guy. And uh, I think for a guy like that, I would kind of just share my story, how I started and where, and pertaining to where I'm at now. When I first got in the NFL, I missed probably 75% of the season due to uh, a, a, a small fracture I had on my fibula. And then that second year, I suffered another injury where I sprained my MCL and I was out 75% of the season. And, you know, it goes on. It's, it's all about how you, your, your mindset, where are you optimistic? Are you, do you have faith that everything's going to be okay? Hang in there, just trust the process and everything's going to work out, but he has to continue to keep putting the work in. If you're working hard and you, you, you're consistent at whatever that work is and whatever it means to you, then you're going to always come out on top. Recently, uh, obviously, like bulk of your career was with the 49ers. Um, the 49ers had to switch to Jimmy G at quarterback uh, after Trey Lance got injured. Uh, what are your thoughts on the quarterback situation <clears throat> over there? And uh, who, who do you think is the guy going forward, Lance or Jimmy G? Well, they brought Trey Lance in to be the starter. I mean, there's no question about it. Jimmy G is a veteran. He's proven that he can play in this game and lead the team to a Super Bowl. But... He has to understand, and I know he does, that Trey Lance is going to be the man. He's going to continue to compete because that's what he, he's very competitive. 
There's another team four. But if I'm the San Francisco 49ers, I'm going to keep Jimmy G. Now you have two outstanding quarterbacks, even though Trey Lance has to prove himself. And he will because of his work ethic and just his character as a person. I think he's going to continue to develop and blossom into a very unique quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. But they just have to trust in him and give him time. He's young. It's going to, it's going to take a little time. But they have a great situation with Jimmy G and Trey Lance. Last night we saw the Broncos play. Um, obviously, you played there for just a year, but you won a Super Bowl with them. Um, so I'm sure you've got some connection to that team. Um, what do you what do you make of their start to the season? Obviously, there's a lot of hype coming into the year, and they've kind of disappointed. Yeah, that, that happens a lot. I remember when we had a lot of hype when I was in San Francisco, but we disappointed. And it happens that way. It's unfortunate, but we can't blame, blame everything on Russell. Russell Wilson is still the same guy he's always been. But now Russell is seeing that without everything working from the top on down, nothing's going to work. But I do believe that they're going to figure out what that problem is and they're going to fix it. Maybe it's, maybe they fix it on time or maybe it's too late. Who do you believe uh, is the Super Bowl favorite this year? Super Bowl favorite, favorite would probably be Buffalo Bills. Do you yeah. watch the, you catch the Chiefs, uh, Chiefs game on Sunday? Oh yeah, I love the Buffalo Bills. Stephon Diggs, he's a he's a Turk, so I root for him every Sunday. He's uh he's been playing some good football. That team, offensively and defensively, they're they got what it takes. You think they could do it in the playoffs against the Chiefs this time? I think they will. Yeah, I think they can beat the beat the Chiefs in the playoffs. I really do. I think this time they can they can pull it off, and well, we'll I think we'll be seeing that game for sure. Do you have uh, you have any favorite tight ends around the NFL you like to watch? My favorite tight end would probably be G. Kittle, like George Kittle. Not just because he's playing with my my team, which is the San Francisco 49ers. I think he has everything, all the attributes that it takes to be an effective tight end in the NFL. He can block. He can run the ball really well. He can catch. He create a unique mismatch, mismatch, mismatch for defenders, whether it's a linebacker, defensive back. It doesn't matter. He's going to find a way to get that separation, get open, and, and make big plays. And then to go back to the Raiders real quick. Um, so Derek Carr got a new contract this offseason. They gave him Devontae Adams. Lots of hype around the team. Now they're one and four. Carr has been, he's been good, but he hasn't been putting up the huge numbers they expected. Like, so what are your, what are your general thoughts on Derek Carr? I think Derek Carr is a proficient quarterback. I think he has all the skills that it takes to be um, a premier quarterback in the NFL. He's just, he hasn't really, he hasn't taken them to where they want to be and where they want to go. Um, I think if you continue to put the right weapons around him, great coaching, good offense coordinator, and a wonderful defensive unit, I think they can they can go all the way, especially with the additions that they made this offseason. 
Awesome. Thank, well, uh, looks like uh, we're kind of running out of time, so I will let you go. But thank you so much for talking to me. Um, and hopefully we can connect again in the future. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. All right. We have Fox Sports and Thursday Night Football host Carissa Thompson here. How are you doing, Carissa? Good. How are you? Doing well. Um, so to start off, I just want to ask you, uh, what made you want to work with Smirnoff and what are they doing with the cocktail coordinator in the NFL season? What are they not doing? I think is the question. Um, why did I want to team up with Smirnoff is because they're the official vodka sponsor of the NFL. And we've done a lot of different things in the past together. And I love working with them for a number of different reasons. A lot of their philosophies also align with mine. We like to have a good time. We drink responsibly, but it really comes down to having fun. And as someone who used to be a cocktail uh, waitress slash bartender in college, I go back to my roots and know that it really is, aside from my own job that I have right now, it is the other best job in America. And so we're searching for a cocktail coordinator. And this Sunday, we will continue that search in Miami ahead of the Dolphins-Steelers matchup, uh, celebrating 50th anniversary, I can't believe that, of the 1972 undefeated Dolphins season. So we're asking fans over the age of 21 to enter today and submit a video uh, with their most crowd-pleasing championship-winning cocktail recipe. And one lucky winner, how about this, could get a chance to board a private plane with their crew and go to the Super Bowl this year in Arizona. So you can't beat that. So cocktails, football, friends, and a private plane, I'm in. Perfect. Yeah, well, uh, let's talk some football. So I just saw today that... Um, they're going to start doing a Black Friday game uh, through Amazon. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. Uh, you know, as someone who's uh, spent her life loving football and then parlayed that into a career, the more football, the better. So can't get much better than, you know, being able to shop. My role, obviously, on Thursday nights now with Amazon. And if you want to extend that into a Friday, by all means, uh, you know, it's the one day of the week so far that we haven't had the NFL. So we're got what do we got now? We got Monday, Thursday, Sunday and throw in a Friday. I'm good. Cool. So you mentioned you got the, the Steelers and the Dolphins game coming up this week. Um, what do you what do you make of those two teams this early in the season? Um, well, there are two teams, and of course, uh, Tua Tungabailoa is uh, planning on coming back after passing his concussion protocol in the very scary moment with him. I was actually covering that game for Prime Video's Thursday night football coverage when they played the Bengals, and he went down, uh, and all of the repercussions, and rightfully so, as safety is the of the utmost importance in the league. So, you know, you never want to see something like that happen. But if, uh, if that is a reason, and I'm sure I haven't spoken to him about it, but I'm sure when he comes out and talks about it, if he ends up being a catalyst for either even further concussion protocols, I know that he will be in favor of that. So nice to see him healthy, uh, and back on the field. It was a team that started off hot. They were undefeated headed into that game and just looking to sort of get back on track to it has sort of ridden that, wave if you will pun intended as a dolphin where you know he's had a lot of question marks about is he the guy is he not the guy so be interesting to see how he gets back on track as well as that team in general that had a nice hot start and the pittsburgh steelers are a perennial team i mean it, under mike tomlin they've never had a losing season uh since he's been the coach but this is a young team now you got kenny pickett in the concussion protocol so they bring back mitchell trubisky and they're coming off a nice win against the buccaneers so it's a team that 
definitely know is uh, sort of in a rebuilding mode after losing Ben Roethlisberger after all those years. So two teams trying to find their identity. Uh, Miami having the upper leg in that one, though. So uh, last night we uh, we had an AFC West matchup. So I kind of want to talk some AFC West football uh, heading into the season. The AFC West was supposed to be the best division in football. Everybody was raving about it. So far, that hasn't been the case. The Raiders are one and four. The Broncos don't look very good. The Chargers are decent, but they don't look like a powerhouse like many expected them to. Why do you think it's been such a rough start for the AFC West? Because, you know, this is what happens. You put big expectations on, you know, a division like that. And rightfully so. I mean, on paper, I mean, it reminds me of my dating history. On paper, a lot of people look good. Then you went on dates and they weren't so great uh, because they need to find themselves. And there's also a lot of new people in new positions, right? Looking at the Broncos, you got a new offensive coordinator, got a new defensive coordinator, got a new special teams coach. Russell Wilson's with his, you know, only second team in his career after departing, you know, from Seattle. Uh, and so, then you go with the Raiders, same thing, like all of the turmoil that they had last year and they were able to overcome adversity and, you know, the riding high, they get Devontae Adams and that's great. You want someone like Devontae Adams on your roster and he has the familiarity with Derek Carr, but just because you have all the pieces doesn't mean they all work together yet. Uh, if you look at the Bengals from last year, even at this point last year, no one's sitting there saying they're going to end up in the Super Bowl. So it takes time, I think, because we all had those lofty expectations for this team because of their rosters top to bottom. Uh, they have seemed to fall short of everyone's expectations, but I'm sure inside those locker rooms, even though they haven't necessarily, their records don't reflect it. I think that they'll be just fine. And it's also nice to see the parody. I love the NFL because you never know what's going to happen. Looking at, you know, no one thought that the Giants the Jets would be the teams that we're talking about right now, or that the NFC East would find themselves back in a position of being, you know, one of the best divisions in football, which they haven't been over the last few years. And for the last decade, you know, before that they had been. So it keeps it interesting for someone like myself who makes a living talking about it. There's no shortage of storylines. So although the AFC West hasn't lived up to the expectations, there's still a lot of football to be played and it will sort itself out in Kansas city. Well, Kansas city is Kansas city, you know, so at least there's a consistent there somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so specifically on the Raiders, uh, it's interesting because one in four is one in four, no matter how close the games are. And Josh McDaniels, no matter how many fans kind of say he's on the hot seat, he's not going anywhere. But Derek Carr is interesting because he has that wrinkle in his contract to where they can move on from him without having a huge dead cap hit once the season ends. Do you think that Derek Carr might be on the hot seat if the Raiders finish with a losing record? No, I always say this, and, and I don't ever call for uh, a player or a coach's head because until you have that viable replacement or until you tell me that you're going to put said person in that position or you've got that next person on the bench waiting to come in, um, I say no. I, I still believe Derek Carr is – a great quarterback. I think right now there's a lot of question marks on their defensive side of the ball. They haven't lived up to expectations as well. I mean, they rank 28th in the NFL in points allowed, and they have only created three turnovers. That pass rush with, you know, is, is dependent only on Max Crosby. And he's really kind of the only one that's doing things right now. Chandler Jones hasn't lived up to as much as expectations as he probably wants, you know, still has no sacks. So I just, I think that you got to look at both sides of the ball. Of course, the quarterback has all the attention because he's the quarterback and that's the way it goes. But I definitely do not think they should move on from Derek Carr yet. Absolutely not. 
Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, so next week you guys have uh, for Thursday night football, you have the Buccaneers and they're another team that's gotten off to a rocky start. And recently we've seen Tom, like Tom Brady, not a sideline meltdown, but he had a very spirited conversation with uh, his offensive line. What do you make of what's going on with Tampa Bay right now? Well, Tampa Bay is another team. This isn't a Tom Brady thing. I mean, this is, you know, I never questioned Tom Brady. Uh, if you question Tom Brady, then it's a you problem because his resume would support that we should never um, question his passion, his intelligence for the game and what he's doing. He's the first person to stand up there and say that he's got to get better in certain areas. You know, you looked at whether it's injuries to his, you know, star receivers and you got Julio Jones, who's, who's in, who's out, Chris Godwin in, he's out. we got Mike, you know, Evans with suspensions. So so trying to put all those pieces together, trying to have that consistent running game. But again, pointing to the defensive side of the ball, this was a team that had the best defense in football the first few weeks, and they have sort of fallen off. So all levels, uh, all, all you know, aspects of the game need to step in. As for Tom Brady's passion on the sideline, if I'm an offensive line or if I, whoever I am and Tom Brady's in my face, it just means that I have to get better. My dad used to always say, get worry if the coach isn't yelling at you, it means that he doesn't care. So I look at that as like, this is a guy that still has the passion for game, the game after all these years. And he knows what it takes to win. And if he's in your face, it's because you're not doing enough. So I love the passion. And it reminds me that like, he's still in it for the right reasons and he's a winner and he wants to win. So if I'm on that team and he's yelling at me, I just want to work that much harder. Yeah, yeah. Buccaneers definitely uh, have put together an interesting season so far. Well, um, I know that I don't have you long, so thank you so much um, for uh, talking to me and good luck with Thursday Night Football and Black Friday game and everything. And uh, hopefully we can connect again uh, at some point. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks for the chat and the time. Well, thanks for listening today. Be sure to follow us on all the various social media platforms at Pretty OK Sports. You can also follow me on Twitter at Austin CJ Boyd. And I'd also like to give a shout out to Smirnoff for helping set up these interviews. Be sure to check out the cocktail coordinator position at bestjobinamerica.smirnoff.com.